now, time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Berry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by Erna Berry Consulting. Erna Berry Consulting provides tailored solutions to identify growth opportunities within the fast-paced protein commodity sectors. Combining the expertise of our analytical team, our warehouse of proprietary and trusted data, and our unparalleled insight into market forecasting, Erna Berry Consulting will not only pinpoint developing global trends, but assist you in knowing exactly when and how to adopt them to maximize your return. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Thanks, Lauren. This week, we're welcoming Aquabounty CEO Sylvia Wolf to the podcast to talk about the land-based salmon company's latest news. Let's take a listen. Hi, Sylvia. Thanks for joining us on the Seafood News Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And congratulations are in order. Um, last week, there was a major announcement for Aqua Bounty with the news that the first commercial-scale harvest of genetically engineered Atlantic salmon from your Indiana farm has sold out. We are, I can't tell you how excited we are. <laughs> the fact that we got great feedback on the samples that we sent, um, which started in February, really resulted in our sellout of the first harvest. And we've been doing sales training with some of our customer sales teams this week, and it's really been fun. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I mean, obviously you've gotta be you know, confident with your product and, you know, and Aqua Bounty Salmon has been available in Canada now for, for quite a few years. Um, and you know, you just talked about the successful sampling efforts, but I'm still sure like selling out of the first commercial harvest, you know, wasn't a surprise, but can you just tell us a little bit about that, that feeling of reaching such an important milestone in the U S absolutely. So I've had calls with the team in Indiana and you know, those, those guys have been working hard for years. Those salmon have been in the water now for, you know, 18 months since they hatched. And so they've been really caring for those salmon and, and looking forward to this date. Um, when I think of their dedication, their commitment, the training that they continue to go through, it, it's just a very rewarding time for them because they've worked so hard. So this has been 30 years in the making, if I'm correct, and the company has had to jump through a lot of hoops to get to this point. So now that the first harvest for the Indiana farm is scheduled for the end of May, um, can you look back and tell us what you think is the biggest obstacle that, that Aqua Bounty had to overcome? You know, I think the biggest obstacle is when we ran into political challenges. And what I mean by that was the import alert. Um, Congress passed a bioengineered disclosure act, and yet we were singled out for a different kind of labeling. And that put a hold on our ability to commercialize. And so I think that was probably the single biggest hurdle that we had to overcome. And I'm really grateful to the FDA that as soon as they were able to respond to that, once the um, Disclosure Act's requirements for labeling were issued, the import alert was lifted. Yeah, I mean, I think what's cool about Aquabounty, and we love covering it on Seafood News, because, I mean, you guys have such an interesting story um, and you know, very controversial as well. I mean, there's such a growing movement to invest in food and products that are not only good for you know consumers, but also good for the planet. And you guys hit that, you know, right in the head. And at the same time, you know, the people that have the strong views on genetically engineered food. Um, so how are you sharing Aquabounty's story with consumers? And, you know, do you feel like it's your job to, to sway the opinion of those that are anti-GE? So I don't know that we'll ever be able to change the opinions of those that are what I would consider to be um, adamant opponents, right? But that's a pretty, that's actually a minority of consumers. 
And they don't always base their opinions on fact. It's a lot of emotion. So we're going to focus on the majority of consumers who are looking for affordability, accessibility. And from that perspective, we do view it as our role to educate those consumers on why we did what we did, what we did, why it matters. And a lot of the criticism has been around environmental impact. You know, what happens if they escape to the wild population, which to me, you know, we can speak to that. Um, number one, we've never had an escape in 20 years, six levels of physical containment, sterile females being farmed, So, and our farms are located in the Midwest, and last time I checked, there's no salmon in those particular geographies. So we're very conscious of our environmental responsibility, and that's why we do what we do. And when consumers hear that story, it speaks to the criticism, the, what I consider to be unfair criticism of the opponents, um, and, and it's really more about affordability, accessibility, and taste. That's what they care about. So education is really important. And it is. Now, at this point, do you know if the harvest is going towards food service, towards retailers? And if you do, does that change how you share your Aquabounty story? It's targeted to food service um, initially because of, number one, that the, it's opening back up. It provides supply, um, which is really important to food service. And we're working through all of the um, consumer level labeling um, packaging right now. And so we plan to move into retail, but food service is the first channel that we're going after. So on food service menus, um, so they'll have to say, you know, this salmon dish is with Aquabound or no? The labeling laws do not require it to be labeled on the menu we are labeling it to the customer. So, I mean, we're not trying to hide anything. We'll let people know. We actually think that a number of forward thinking chefs are gonna wanna put it on the menu so that people know, but so they can tell the story. Cause there's a great story. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I'd be looking for it on a menu and I'd be excited to find it. And there's, I mean, there's pretty rarely that you ever see salmon that's, you can really get a backstory. I mean, sometimes, you know, obviously you'll find wild caught Alaskan salmon if you're out, you know, on the West coast, right. but you never really get to see like a name associated with it and find out, you know, the story from somebody. So that would be cool. And I'm sure, you know, some of your uh, distributors, you know, probably will. Yeah. I think that's true. And, and again, we've hired a group um, in Chicago that are culinary in their, in their view. And, um, Chef Charlie Baggs is working with, he's got a vast network. He's a Culinary Institute grad. And so he's been reaching out to his network to tell the story. And there's a lot of excitement um, from the culinary community. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I mean, every, everybody wants a story to tell and, and you, guys, you guys certainly have it. We have a story. <laughs> so uh, can you just say what's next for Aqua Bounty and can you give an update on, on Farm 3? Be happy to. You know, we started with a small harvest uh, because we've got the processing plan is new, our team members are new, so we'll be, we'll be building up and ramping up production over the rest of the year. So that that's really what we're focused on is operational excellence. Um, then the second thing is, as you mentioned, the next the next big farm, and we went through a pretty rigorous site selection process. We've identified a site. We're in the process of working with the state on economic incentives and doing all the environmental due diligence um, and that in the purchase agreements. And as soon as all of that is finalized, we'll be announcing that site, which I, you know, estimate will probably be in the next six, 
seven weeks. Um, and there are requirements by the state not to announce ahead of time. So that's why we haven't said anything. And then in, at the same time, we've been actually working with Innovacy and our civil engineers, CRB, to design the farm. And the, the good news with that is they spent last week, not this last week, but the week prior, doing a lot of value engineering on that farm. Because we took all of our learnings from Canada and from Indiana, and we're incorporating those learnings into the design of the farm. So it's the most efficient, effective, safe, environmentally responsible facility when it's built. And lots of good things came out of that week. We're pretty excited because Innovacy, as the technology provider, is incredibly collaborative. They don't think they know everything because the reality is there's only one 10,000 metric ton salmon farm in the world, right? So it's not like anybody's done this often. And so they really are thinking and learning and, and incorporating what we've done in Indiana and Rolo Bay into the design of the new farm. It sounds like a great collaboration. That's awesome. It yeah. is. It is. Well, thank you so much. We're excited to always see what's coming next from Aquabounty, and uh, hopefully we'll have you again on the podcast soon. I would love to join you guys. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Thanks again to Sylvia for joining the Seafood News Podcast. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Erneberry Consulting. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. See you back here next week. Mm-hmm.